Welcome to Ebenezer's Podcast, a podcast about hearing, understanding, and applying the Word of God to our lives. My name is Leighton Erickson, and I'm Ebenezer's Lead Pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Please check out our website at ebenezerbaptist.ca to connect with us and learn more about our ministries. I hope you enjoy the message. Thank you so much, Cal. I appreciate that. Good morning, Ebenezer family. It is so awesome to be with you all today. If you don't know who I am, my name is William Demetro, and I serve on the pastoral team here at Ebenezer. And this is actually my first sermon as a junior slash senior youth pastor on a Sunday service, and I'm very honored and privileged to have the opportunity to share with you all today from the Ten Commandments. But before we get going, I just want to share a bit of a life update and a bit about me if you don't know who I am. And the first thing I want to say is, I just got married a few weeks ago. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. I just got married to my lovely wife, Emma. And this is a picture from our wedding. She, doesn't she look so stunning? She does, I know. So, (laughs) this is, yeah, that's the picture from our wedding. And we also just got back from our honeymoon this Wednesday from the Dominican Republic. This is the beautiful beach waters. And, oh, it was so awesome. I loved it. It was great. But we actually are very excited to be back in Saskatoon with our friends, family, and, of course, our spiritual family here at Ebenezer. And thank you all. I just want to say you as a church family for your support for Emma and I as we begin our marriage together as newlyweds. We really appreciate it deeply. But that is not what I'm here to talk about today, although I would love to do that. (laughs) But I am here to share with you all today from our series in the Ten Commandments. And the command that I'm going to be talking about today is the fifth command, and that is to honor your father and mother. So as we get going, let's just open our hearts in prayer. So why don't you just bow with me? God, I thank you for this day and this opportunity to share from your word. And as I communicate your word, your message to your people, I pray, Father, that you would make me less in order that you could become great. And I pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what you were trying to say to us today. Amen. Awesome. So we find this fifth command in Exodus 20:12, as God's word says this. It's on the screen behind us. Exodus 20:12 tells us this. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This command is said by many among biblical scholarship to be the most complicated and abused command there is of the Ten Commands that we have. And to bring this idea to reality, I'm going to start off with an illustration. So, I'm going to ask that you guys all close your eyes right now. Trust me, nothing bad will happen. Just close your eyes. And what I want you to do is to imagine this. Imagine your father as you close your eyes. And hear these words. Honor your father. And remember what comes to mind. Now keep your eyes closed, but think of your mother. And hear these words. Honor your mother. Again, remember what comes to mind. You can open your eyes. This is why this command is complex. Because some of you saw your mom and dad as people who were easy to honor, who display a life lived after the ways of Jesus, who are genuinely good people, And for you, this command will make sense, and it will be easy. For others, the picture of your parent was very painful to see. This will be a very hard command for you to hear. 
Maybe what's in your mind right now for those who saw something negative are, do I really need to hear this command if my parents are the furthest thing away from being honorable? And this, friends, is why this command is also known as the most abused and complex command among scholarship. It appears when this command is not taught properly, this command will be used as it was not intended for and could cause a lot of harm. So as we dive into the word, I think it's so important that we ask the question today, why is this command, honor your father and mother, significant for us today as people? So, we've explored the Ten Commandments this summer, and I hope that you've seen that these Ten Commandments aren't just truths that were important back many years ago, thousands of years ago, but are also important for today. This is what Jesus says about the Old Testament in Matthew 5, 17. The Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says this, Don't misunderstood why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No. I came to accomplish their purpose. You see, Jesus clearly acknowledges that he's come to accomplish the purpose of the Old Testament, and it appears the Ten Commandments clearly fits this mold. For instance, in the Gospel of Matthew later on, in Matthew 19, 19, Jesus reiterates this command by saying, honor your father and mother. And furthermore, we find that the Apostle Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians, in Ephesians 6, 2-3, that you should honor your father and mother. This is the first command with a promise, Paul says. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on earth. So, not only God carves these words onto a tablet in the Old Testament, but the words of Jesus and Paul under the New Covenant law, which is a fancy word for saying that Christians today are under this law, is called, we're called to obey the ways of Jesus. And the Bible is telling us that clearly, honoring our father and mother fits this mold, and that we're called to it with obedience. But I want to reveal to you not just looking at the Bible, but the most practical and simple reason why this command is relevant and reverent for us all today. And it's simply this. We are all children. I'm going to say that again. We are all children. Which means, this command, honor your father and mother, is applicable for us today in some way, shape, or form. As you may know, Israel was under slavery to Egypt for 400 years before they were freed and given the Ten Commandments by God. And I want to note that the Israelites did not get these commands when they were in slavery in Egypt, but rather they got them once God freed them out of Egypt from slavery. And if you're taking notes, I'd write this down. The Ten Commandments are not meant to free the people of God. They're meant to show how the people of God are to be free. You see, God rescued the Israelites because of his loving compassion and grace. And these Ten Commandments tell us how the free people should live. For instance, we read in Exodus 20, 1-2, God's word says, Then God gave the people these instructions. I am the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. And then God gives on to give a list of Ten Commands. We find the first three commands out of the ten are about our relationship with God. The fourth command, the Sabbath, is kind of like a bridge command. It does a little bit of both. And then the next six commands are about our relationship to our neighbor. And I think the fifth command, honoring your father and mother, is special because it relates to people who know us our best, at least when we were younger, but they know us our best, our parents. I love that the first command relating to our neighbors and how we're to treat others is found right in our home. 
The command that God tells us is to honor your father and mother. The Hebrew word that we find for honor in Exodus 20:12 is kabad, which essentially means that this person's voice to us is weighty. They have a lot of weight to what they say to you. It is not a question of subordination, but rather giving weight to what your parents say or whether it was an opinion, a thought, or a statement. For instance, when we make a decision, we often go to a mentor, a friend, or a spouse for advice because their position to us carries a lot of weight. Honor is telling us that our parents' voice carries weight. Their voice is of great value to us. The opposite of treating one's parents with honor would be to treat them lightly, to disregard what they say is unimportant and insignificant. You see, this command was given by God to the Israelites because there was no honor in Egypt, especially in the time frame of the Israelite slavery to Egypt. The Egyptians would neglect and drive out the Israelites who were no longer use of work in extreme economic conditions that Pharaoh and the Egyptians cast upon the Israelites. Scholarship tells us that in this time frame, the Egyptians were simply harsh on those who could no longer work. So this command in context is key to this day because it protected parents who were no longer able to work, who were driven to the sideline by the Egyptians because they couldn't lo no longer work. Parents of generally old age were not honored as elders and as voices of reason, of trust and wisdom, but in Egypt they were disregarded as useless because they did not have the same capacity to do as a younger person could. So, when the Israelites became free, God gave this fifth command to honor our parents because parents didn't receive that honor before. James Bruckner, a biblical scholar, comments on what I'm trying to get at so brilliantly. So let's read this out. Bruckner says this, the integrity or the newly formed community required that the adults honor parents who are no longer an economic asset in the family. While later applications by adults have focused this command on pre-adolescent children, the original context was a covenant with the adult children in the community. As Bruckner comments, some of us come with to this command and may think this commandment is simply written to children under the age of 18. The parents today who might have junior and senior youth-aged children might be, man, this new youth pastor guy, Will, he's awesome. I love him already. He's preaching on my favorite command today, the fifth one, the one where they got to honor me, right? They might be, man, Will's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And tonight, parents, when you were trying to get your kids to bed, all of a sudden, like, Mom, Dad, why do I have to brush my teeth? You might be like, the fifth command says so. Will said it today. God's word says it. Do it. And then you might say something like, and if you don't, you're not going to live long in the land. So you best not misbehave. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And I joke, <laughs> but I wanna make a point here. This command isn't just for children under the age of 18. It is, but it's actually for all of us, including those under the age of 18. This command is to honor your parents, no matter what age you are, no matter what age your parents are. Because in this command, we generally automatically think of how our own parents were to us. Many of your parents, for you, did the most that they were given with. Your parents were a gift. They raised you. They sacrificed everything for you. But for some of you, your parents were the opposite of that. Maybe they tolerated you. Maybe they compared you. Maybe they abused you. Maybe it was something else that came to mind when you were closing your eyes. So for those 
who have great parents, this command comes as a given. But for those who don't, do we just disobey the fifth command? When I was preparing for the sermon, I was speaking at camp, and during the day, I spent time with the kids, and I asked them about their life, faith, and everything in between. And one day, I sat down with this boy on a bench, and I started to ask him about his life, and it devastated me. He told me that his parents abused him and each other when he was a kid, a young kid. They gave him up as a young kid to their grandma because of their drug and alcohol addiction. And he told me something that just sunk so heavy. He said to me this, Will, my parents took away my childhood. I love them, but I have a really hard time liking them. And at this point, we were both in tears, and he said to me this, Will, I don't have a fair chance at a good life, and I blame my parents for it. And I remember thinking, how do you honor parents like this? And you see, this command does not necessarily address the abuse of parental authority over us, but in Scripture, we do learn to treat one another no matter who said person is. In Scripture, we often see specific instruction to parents, such as in Proverbs 4, Ephesians 6, Colossians 3, which demonstrates and assumes that we will have a positive impact on our kids for those who are parents. But this verse does not address this, but it does address that we're called to honor. But you see, honor takes different forms and adaptations to different situations. And I want you to keep that in the back of your head. For me, my parents have been good parents. I love my mom and dad, and they provided so much for me in my own life. Honoring my mom and dad will come in easy and applicable ways for me. But for that young kid I talk to, the honor that he will show his parents will be complex, hard, and very difficult but will be needed in some form, and here's why. I'm going to draw something out for us today that is so important. No matter what parent you had, every single parent is a mixed bag. Some were 95% good, some were 5% bad, some were 95% bad, 5% good, some were about 50-50. To some degree, all parents are mixed bags, and this idea is not mine. It comes from a deeper theological concept called original sin, and furthermore, that we all sin. In Romans 3.23, God's Word tells us that we have all sinned and have fallen short of God's glorious standard. You see, we all sin in our anger, frustration, pride, envy, selfishness, pride. I often do this exercise with our youth, and I just want you to do it with me too. If you've made a mistake or you've sinned in the past seven days, put your hand up. Don't be shy. It's okay. I'm putting my hand up. because How about the past three days? Keep your hands up. How about the past 24 hours? Keep your hands up. Just take a moment and look around, everyone. A lot of us sin and make mistakes. And you see, in the same way, all of our parents, no matter who they are, are mixed bags. Some more than other, but we all have mixed bag parents. There's no perfect parent. Donald Winnicott, a child psychologist, says, the problems of parents are twofold. Something happened that shouldn't have happened, number one. Abuse, trauma could be examples of that. Number two. What should have happened didn't happen. For example, attachment, love, care. And Winnicott states that at some level, we have all experienced these two things from our parents. All of us embraced negative and positive legacies from our parents, and because this is a simple reason, and the reason, none of us are perfect. And Rich Vlautis, a senior pastor at New Life Fellowship Church and the author of The Deeply Formed Life, tells us that when we process what our parents have done wrong, whether it was big or small, it appears two things go wrong. We either can, number one, lie about the past and pretend that our parents are perfect, or number two, we blame our parents for everything. And you see, yeah, and you see, this isn't all of us to some degree. 
We either fall to one end of the spectrum or the other. And to get to a healthy place, I want to suggest, and I want to propose to you, how we get there is by honoring our parents. It is the healthy place of the in-between of lying about the past and blaming our parents for everything. Honoring our parents is for everyone, but it looks different for every single individual. So I'm going to share with you four things that this fifth command does, and all the Ten Commandments actually do, and how we can honor our parents today in our given situation. To refresh us from our summer series, reveal that each command does four things. Number one, a revelation from God and his character. Number two, a confrontation for us. Number three, an instruction on how to obey said command. And number four, a promise that comes with the command. So, let us explore the four for this specific command today. Number one, God loves family. He loves the elderly, and he wants all to be treated fairly. It's a revelation. In this command, we must ask, what does this command reveal about God? And the first point that I want to make is this command reveals our Heavenly Father loves all his people, no matter who they are. He's the one who loves the family. He's the one who loves the elderly, and he wants all to be treated fairly. Galatians 4, 6, and 7 comments about our Heavenly Father's character like this. It says, And because we are His children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are His, God's child, God has made you His gift. You see, God loves all people. He loves all children. And he does not pick favors based on what they can or cannot do, but he loves all. He loves the elderly. He loves the family. And he wants all to be treated fairly. In fact, Romans 2.11 reveals to us that God loves all fairly, as the Word of God tells us that God does not show favoritism. I want to point out that our God calls us to honor our own earthly parents because this gives us insight into the character of God. Only a perfect, loving, compassionate, all-knowing God would ask of us to honor the people who walk with us closest and that we would honor them because of what they did for us in our early years. This also reveals that the parents in the room are to model to love our children as our Heavenly Father loves all His children. But what this verse is telling us is that we're to honor our parents as our Heavenly Father loves His children. And number two, the second point I want to make, forgive. It's our confrontation. In this command, we may see a confrontation that comes out to us. And this could be that we may need to forgive our parents for their shortcomings. To honor could come in the form of forgiveness towards our parents. I'm not saying this is an easy thing. It's actually very difficult for all of us. But it is something that we have to do. C.S. Lewis, one of the brightest thinkers in the 20th century, comments so brilliantly on forgiveness like this. Lewis says, To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. It is very hard to honor someone when you can't forgive them. Maybe your resentment towards your parent or someone in that case comes to a point where you see them as your enemy. But we know Jesus has something to say about loving your enemies. As Jesus says in Matthew 5, 44 to 45, but I say to you, love your enemies, Jesus says. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. We are called to love our enemies. We're called to forgive our enemies. As the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 4 says this, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. 
as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, Paul says, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. We are called to forgive. And maybe this today is for you with your parents. Even if our parents have been the absolute worst, could we be as forgiven as we've been forgiven people by the grace of Jesus to not perpetuate back revenge to our parents, but rather to forgive? I want to know that forgiving, though, does not mean forgetting. It does not mean we just pretend that nothing happened. We do remember what happened. But through the love and mercy of Jesus, we forgive as we've been forgiven. Number three, honor. The third point of this command I th we see come out, the instruction that comes out to us is to simply honor. To honor does not always mean to agree, and it does not always mean to obey, but it always means that our parents' voice carries weight, a heaviness to what they say. Tim Keller, a brilliant thinker and pastor of Redeemer Church, says this about honoring our parents. He says, to honor is a decision to treat your parents with dignity and course and to provide long-term loyalty to their best interests. And if you remember from earlier, honor takes different forms and adapts to different situations. Most of us do not have the worst of the worst parents. Many of us do not have parents such as the ones that I sat on the bench with at camp, that kid. So that is not what honor looks like for most of us. But I want to acknowledge right now that there are some of you in this room today who are in that boat, who have the worst of the worst parents. I want to empathize with you on that. I want to acknowledge that. But I do have five general ideas on how we can honor our parents today. So you might want to write this down. The first one is this. Forgive them. Second one is this. Speak well of them. Esteem them publicly and privately. Seek their wisdom. Support them. And I'm not going to comment on how this can be done, because my guess is that you have an idea on how this can be done today in your personal, individual, given situation. In other words, these five ideas will look different for us all. But if you're looking for a place to start in honoring your parents, I'd encourage you to seek these five points. And number four, the fourth thing that comes out to us is live long in the land, a promise. And this command, the last part of what comes to us is a promise, and that's to live long in the land. To remind ourselves of what we're going through, Exodus 20:12. it says this, and I'm going to read it again. Honor your father and mother, and you will live a long, full life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. When I talked about this earlier, it kind of sounds like a threat, right? You're like, oh man, if I dishonor my parents, will I just die young? <laughs> It's kind of a fair question. And as though I joked about it, this part of this command I think is actually very misunderstood in the current climate and situation we live in Canada in the 21st century. You see, we generally see things through the eyes of individuality, which is not always a bad thing, but this verse is seen in an individualized way is not correct. In fact, we're supposed to see this as a communal command. And this is what I'm getting at. Peter Enns, an Old Testament scholar, puts it very well on what this verse is actually talking about in its current context to the Israelites. And it says, he says this, honoring one's parents means long life in the land. But this should not be understood in an individual sense. In other words, dishonoring one's parents does not mean that a child, whether young or old, will die before his or her time. Rather, the reference to the length of stay in the land is a warning to the Israelites as a whole. In fact, it underscores how important this command is. 
So this command is not a promise to individual lifespan, but rather a protection of God's covenant people to show that honoring our parents is actually how free people live. The promise here is that our life will be full and that God will increase our life in general, not just in individual length. So, the obvious call here, my friends, today, is that we are to honor our parents. What that means comes and looks in different ways for every single one of us. Some of us will come, this will come so, so hard, some of us this will come easy. Some of us this means that we take to heart the things our parents say to us. Some of us this means that through the mercy and compassion of God, we let our guards down that was built up because of bad experiences with our parents. And for those whose parents have passed away, honoring means remembering the legacy they left behind for you. But I want to make this important point, and we cannot miss this. We ultimately need to turn to our Heavenly Father to not only making honoring parents possible, but that we could have a profound relationship with God. You see, on the cross, Jesus made it possible to have a relationship with our Father in Heaven. And because of the sacrifice, we can turn to our Heavenly Father. I want to share this quote from Nate Larkin, who writes, Samson the Pirate Monks, and he says something so profound about parents. It hits me every time. He says this, because no human, perfect is parent, no human parent is perfect. Every one of us is wounded during childhood, whether we recognize it or not, in ways big and small. The injuries inflicted by our parents impair our vision and restrict our movement. And our reactions against them produce all kinds of self-sabotaging impulses. Most of us start noticing our parents' imperfections during adolescence. And soon, we are seeking surrogates among our peers or in popular culture. We may also look for that perfect teacher or perfect boss, an all-wise and all-caring adult who can explain the universe and show us our place in it. On some level, we're all looking for pop. But in the end, every one of our replacement parents disappoints us because no human, perfect, no human parent is perfect. Jesus always said that he lived life in full view of heaven constantly conscious of his father's gaze, trusting his care and seeking only to do his will. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, our father who is in heaven, and to trust their heavenly father to meet their daily needs. He also promised that his own earthly ministry had come to a close that the father would send his spirit, the spirit of truth, to indwell his people and to lead them into all truth. You have a teacher, Jesus said, and you have a father. Therefore, do not expect any man to fill these roles, and don't try to fill them yourselves. Let me call up the worship team. I want to end with this. Our parents cannot satisfy the deepest, deepest longings of our souls. Only God can. Jesus calls us to come to the Father who loves us unconditionally. Your parents are not perfect, and that is why we need to look to the Father so that we can honor our mother and father. So are you asking your parents, only what the Heavenly Father can do for you. If so, let me challenge you to one, turn to God, and two, find how you can honor your parents in your given situation today. Let me pray. God, I thank you for this day and this opportunity to communicate your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you have come among us, that you have spoke to us in a way that teaches us how we can honor our mother and father today. I thank you, God, for how good you are to us, and I pray that we would remind ourselves that we are daily to return to you in your loving care. So I thank you again, God, for who you are 
And I pray that you would continue to make us all less so that, God, you could become great. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our church website at ebenezerbaptist.ca. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by clicking like and by subscribing to our podcast channel. God bless you, and thanks for listening.